Hello and welcome to MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manuel Galarza. In today's episode, we're giving you a full card breakdown for Bellator 263. That's Pitbull vs. McKee. That event's coming up on Saturday, the 31st of July with a 7 p.m. Eastern start time. And the event's being held in the Forum in Los Angeles, California. The Forum is the former home of the Los Angeles Lakers. Anyway, we'll start with the prelims and then we'll work our way all the way up through the main card, giving you our favorite bets of the night, who we like, what fights maybe to stay away from, We've got a few dogs or passes as well, and uh, hopefully giving you some advice that will catch as many winning tickets as possible. Now, I will say, this event's taking place on Saturday night, and yes, the same exact time as UFC Vegas 33. So if you can't multitask and do both events, and this is not going to be what event you're going to be looking at, then just shut the channel down right now, move on to another video. But if you are going to be betting on this event, take some time, listen to what we got to say here. It might help you catch some winning tickets. Let's start off here with the first fight of the night. That's Justin Barry versus Daniel Compton. So, um, this fight right here, to me, it's pretty simple. You want to favor Daniel Compton. He is a dog here, which is wild to me. Plus 125 dog, and he is the more experienced fighter. Now, experience being six total fights. He's three and three overall. But Justin Barry has not fought a professional fight in his career. And, I mean, that's got to kind of raise some eyebrows, right? So, this reminds me of a fight a few weeks ago. It was on Bellator. I forgot the gentleman's name, but we were talking about it. Um, we were on the dog to win. And it was a new fighter coming in, never fought a fight before, former college wrestler, and he was a huge favorite. It didn't make any sense, and he ends up winning, losing first round, got knocked out. So, look, Justin Barry's coming in with a Muay Thai background, but literally has not fought a fight since his amateur days, and that was back, like, years ago. Like, 2013, he fought a fight. So, look, maybe he's now, you know, at the age of 32, deciding he wants to get to the fight game. He's not too old to make the decision. But at 33 years old, Daniel Compton has fought six fights. He's 3-3 three and three for what it's worth. Probably not the record you want to see from someone who you're going to put a lot of money on. And I don't I don't expect anyone to put a lot of money in this fight. But if you're going to bet the fight, at plus 125, it's not so bad for Compton. So I'm going to probably pass in this fight and not bet this fight straight up. But I am p picking Daniel Compton to win. Just a more experienced fighter. They're both about the same age, so that's our choice. Moving on to the next fight, the prelims. We've got Jordan Winsky versus Brian Moore. Now, Winsky is a late replacement. You would think a late replacement to come in here and actually be the underdog, but he's not. So, also a little bit backwards there. He's a minus 120 favorite, so he's barely a, a favorite. Watch some of the film on this guy. I actually took a little more time to look at this fight. And, you know, like, he's not terrible, but he's a little slow, and he's got some chin issues. Like, I've seen him get stunned first round, back-to-back -back fights. Um, you know, saw him lose by knockout at, at one fight. So, didn't love it. For Brian Moore, um, what really sticks out to me is that he went... Um, the distance versus, uh, who was it here? Give me a second here. Against McKee. Okay, so him and McKee fought. Actually, he lost the third round. He lost in the third round against McKee uh, via a choke, and it was a nice finish for McKee. But it almost went the distance, and Moore looked pretty good. I think if Moore fights that kind of fight here against Winsky tomorrow, like that kind of ability, that kind of level of, of, of fighting, he wins the fight. Um, I don't think Jordan is all that he's cracked up to be. I think the 11-2 record is a little bit misleading. Um, and I think at first, when I, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, replacement fighter, 11-2, and two, and he's a favorite? Guy must be pretty good. Watch the film, and eh, you know, he's got, again, I think he's, he, he probably could be, you know, he could be 8-6 uh, and six or something like that. You know, 11-2, and two is, it's, it's just not a record that, it's, it doesn't really reflect as good of a fighter as he is, put it that way, or as not as good of a fighter as he is. Brian Moore, I saw some flashes of uh, some good things with him. You know, he's coming off of two straight wins, again, not great opponents, so... We'll see what happens here, but I think Moore as a plus 100 dog is just a lot of value. He's one of my favorite picks in the card. I definitely bet in this fight straight up. Um, 
and dare I say, maybe parlay it too. So I like more to win the fight. Moving on, next fight up on the card is going to be. Uh, this is a uh, another. Okay, this is Georgie Karak. Oh gosh, this name's gonna kill me here, guys. I'm sorry, Georgie Karakhanyan versus Kiefer Crosby. Let me try that one more time. Georgie Karakhanyan versus Kiefer Crosby. Okay, so. I like Georgia to win the fight, but not going to bet it. And a few reasons why. One, minus 265 is just too much of the money line. It's just too much. It's just too large. And I wonder why. You know, I, I guess maybe, I don't know, just the, the last name being Armenian, being from, you know, the Eastern Bloc area of the world against, you know, Kiefer Crosby. Maybe that's why it's it's such a large uh, money line spread. But, look, Crosby's 8-2. and two. He's not terrible. Um, Karikian is 30-11-1. A lot more experience, you know. I think Georgie should be able to wrestle him to the ground. That's what Georgie does. He's a wrestler. He wants to wrestle guys down to the ground. But, man, he makes some bad decisions at times. He shows signs of getting tired. Um, seeing him just lose position at times and end up in the bottom. Uh, doesn't have a lot of knockout power. And I've seen him get knocked out. Uh, matter of fact, he got knocked out real quick in a fight versus... Um, what was that fight? Uh, oh, yeah. He fought McKee. He got knocked out in eight seconds. Round one, and uh, not a good look, you know. So uh, we just talked about uh, more fighting McKee. He went almost a full three rounds with him, lost in the third round by a rear naked choke. That's not so bad, but getting knocked out eight seconds of round one. Um, so, yeah, I got some questions about, you know, Georgie here, Mr. Georgie. But Georgie should be able to win the fight. Again, minus 265. I wouldn't want that kind of exposure, and I wouldn't want it in a parlay piece either because I could see that thing just collapsing and falling apart. So, Choosing Georgia to win the fight, but not betting the fight. Let's move on to the next fight here in the card. That's going to be Joshua Jones versus Johnny Cineros. So Cineros is like a wild fighter. Like he's got this, I'm in a brawl, no technique, no fucks given. I'm just swinging. He could take a punch for sure. Um, I've seen him get cracked and be on the verge of losing a fight and then bounce back and end up being the guy with the TKO win. So he's a warrior like that. Um, but at 13-7-0, and 7 and 0, I think we've seen the best version of him when he's fighting this lower-level competition, he starts swinging. Um, he's 41 years old. You know, that's a big factor here. He's fighting 31-year-old fighter Joshua Jones, who, look, Joshua Jones has holes in his game, too. He's only 10-5 and five overall, 31-year-old fighter. He's, you know, he's at a point where, you know, where is he going to go? Either up from here, stay in the same spot? Not really sure, because even if he beats Johnny Cineros, doesn't answer a lot of questions. He should win this fight. He should be able to use his wrestling. He's a good wrestler. Close the distance, wrestler, bring him down to the ground, win the fight through points. On the feet, if he decides to start just swinging with Johnny Cineros, that's where it gets a little bit sh shaky here because Cineros is the kind of guy you're going to have to kill him to get him out of there. You know, it's not going to be easy to knock him out. So I think the path to victory for Joshua Jones is going to be through grappling up against the fence, bring him down to the ground, control position. So I see Josh Joshua Jones winning the fight. He is one of my favorite picks on the card. I'll be betting him straight up by one with one unit and also looking to parlay him in a few spots. So like Joshua Jones, moving on to the next fight. Ooh, talk about last names here. This is Kassan Magomed Sharapov. That's not so bad, actually. The Magomed and Sharapov is just two last names basically combined together. So Kassan Magomed Sharapov versus Jonathan Cuadros. I'm not going to spend much more than just a minute on this fight. Uh, Magomed Sharapov is minus 1250. And, you know, unless you've got $1,250 out there just laying around to burn um, to make 100 bucks on it, just that's what the worst investment possible. So all you could do here is look at a dog or pass, but I don't see a way that Jonathan Quaros is going to win. Jonathan Quaros is 3-4. and four. I mean, just to put things in perspective, he's 3-4, and four, and Mada Mag Magomed Sharapov is 5-0. and oh. Like, just put it in perspective here. you got a Russian fighter. They're just handing him up a nice dish. Easy win for him. 
So, yeah, get some popcorn. Enjoy the fight. If you like these Russian fighters and you want to see a quick dominant win, you're going to see it here. So, Kassan inside the distance. If you're looking to do a prop bet here, inside the distance doesn't finish. But those bets probably won't be good. Um, those numbers probably wouldn't be favorable. So, unfortunately, this fight is, dare I say, unbettable. You know, unless you got a crystal ball and you can see round one submission or round two, whatever. And even those numbers are not going to be great. So, anyway, long story short, I already spent too much time in this fight. I've got Magomed Sharapov to win the fight here inside the distance. Moving on, Gazi Rabad. Oh my gosh, I'm, these games are killing me. Gazi Rabadabnov, Rabadabnov versus Daniel Carey. Okay, so, all right, we got Gazi here. Gazi's 15 and 4 and 2 versus Daniel Carey, 7 and 4. Um, look, Daniel Carey, no offense, dude is definitely Bellator material, if not lower. Um, I think he's barely Bellator material. And you've got Gazi Rabadabnov, who is not the best of the Russians, you know. He's 15-4-2, but dude hasn't lost in forever. You know, I looked at his record. I'm like, all right, he's 15-4-2. What, what are his recent losses? I look at his I look at his, his past, you know, fights. He lost a fight in 2020 by decision to Med, 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 Medi Dakiev. But then before that, he hadn't lost a fight since 2016. And then before that, back to 2013. So the guy loses like one fight every four years or five years. So, yeah, I think he comes in here. I think he takes care, take care of business and... Look, the numbers are kind of screwy here again. He's a minus 720 favorite versus the plus 500 for Daniel Carey. So you really can't bet it. You can't make any money here on Godzi. Um, again, it's 720 bucks to make 100 bucks there on that bet. There's no value there. And I don't see value on Daniel Carey because I don't see a way in hell that he beats the Russian fighter here. So you're going to have back-to-back -back just Russian sweeps here. Um, again, I don't think Carey survives the fight. I think uh, Godzi submits him within the distance or TKOs him somehow. But you're going to see the Russian flag flying. For two straight fights here in the prelims. Moving on to the main event of the prelims. We've got a women's bout. The first one of the night. Vanessa Porto versus Laura Joanna. So, um, yeah, let me make this short and sweet. Uh, Porto is a veteran. Uh, been around a long time. When you look at her tapology, you start seeing all these names that you recognize. She's been in there with some of the best in the business. Um, has she won those fights? No, no. But she's been in there. She's hung, you know, she's hung with some of the best. And in some cases, she's come out on top. You know, Roxanne Mataferi, one of her wins, you know. So she, you know, she knows what it's like to get in there with the best. She's fought, you know, man, Amanda Munoz, um, Nunez. I just said Munoz, my gosh. You know, she's fought Chris Cyborg. Uh, she's fought the best of the best in the business. And, um, and she's always been respectable. Now, she is 37. So at some point, you know, it's going to go. But for Laura Joanna, I'm, you know, <clears throat> I've got to fade her. And I'm fading her almost every time I see her. Just don't, you know, it's you know what happens here in this division. You just don't have a lot of talent. It's not necessarily Lara Joanna's fault. They just don't have enough good quality girls. So what do you have here is 37 year old Porto, you know, this little fire hydrant of a, of a fighter who's just sticking around. You know, she's 22 and nine in her, her overall career, four and one in her last five fights. So she's not slipping at all. But the fact that she can hang around and still get a paycheck and and be able to beat up girls like this, she's a minus 305 favorite. Think about this. A 37-year-old woman versus a 27-year-old woman is a minus 305 favorite. It tells you how shitty Lara Joanna is. So anyway, long and short is I think this is a great parlay piece. I have parlayed Porto already in a few parlays, and I'll be putting her in some more parlays as well. It's a slam dunk win. I think it goes to decision. And if it doesn't go to decision, maybe a TKO because Vanessa's pressure on, on Joanna is just too much. But either way, I like Porto win the fight. I'll not be putting a straight-up bet on her because minus 305s. A little outside of my, my zone for just straight up betting, but for parlay pieces, love it. One of my favorite pieces on the, uh, one of my favorite, I'm sorry, picks on the entire card. That's the prelims for you. Let's move here to the main card where we have a few more last names that I'm going to butcher. Let's start off with the first one on the main card Chris Gonzalez versus Gioti 
Yamauchi. Not so bad. Yeah, I got that one right. All right, so on this fight here, I'm on Chris Gonzalez to win the fight. I like Chris Gonzalez. He's a dog at plus 150, but I like his athleticism. I like his ability to move around the ring. He's got good cardio. I like the fact he's 30 years old and he's kind of really approaching his prime here. He's 6-0 and overall, so hasn't been stopped yet. Hasn't really been tested yet either, though. Now, Gioti Yamauchi, don't let the last name confuse you. He is from Brazil. He claims to be a Brazilian person. He's a J Japanese slash Brazilian transplant, but he lives and trains in Brazil. He's got a great BJJ game. Um, has been in there with some good fighters. He's 25-5, and five, 30 fights overall. So the guy's got a ton of experience, obviously a world of experience more than Chris Gonzalez. But, you know, Chris Gonzalez, who's two years older, right? It's crazy. He's two years older than a guy who's fought 30 fights, and he's only fought six fights. Um, but he brings a certain level of youth and certain level of just energy to the ring that I think makes a difference here. I'm surprised he's a plus 150 dog, I guess. I would have thought it would have been either straight or pick him or Gonzalez would be the favorite, but I think that speaks to Yamauchi's respect, his record, who he's been in there with. Now, looking at Yamauchi's record, just want to kind of you know, highlight who he's been in there with. Um, nobody. He lost to Michael Chandler, and that's probably the most competition he's ever seen. And when I looked at his record, I'm like, I'm looking for names, looking for names. I'm like, wow, you really can't find anybody. And you'll go through like patches of like literally like, years where he's like doesn't fight anybody notable like Bubba Jenkins Michael Chandler um he just lost to Dan Moret by a split decision back in uh April so yeah that Dan Moret loss not great and just sort of shows you like this guy is a again the record is inter is impressive 25 and 5 I believe he's the kind of fighter where he wins the fights that he's supposed to win but the minute that competition level goes up he loses and so that's what you see right there on his record. I think Chris Gonzalez right here goes 7-0. I think the plus 150 is great value there. I'm not like 100% put the mortgage up on this bet here, but I do like it a lot. I'll definitely put one unit shit up on Chris Gonzalez, and I probably will not be doing any parlaying with this with this fight right here. All right, let's move on to the next fight on the main card. That's Islam Mamadov, Mamadov versus Brent Primus. Okay, Islam Mamadov is from Jersey City, trains in Jersey City. Well, he's not obviously from Jersey City. I'm just saying he's out of Jersey City, which is not too far from our location right here at MMA Fight Club. He's squaring off against Brent Primus, and when I saw the numbers here at minus 210, I thought, whoa, we got ourselves another steal because he should be bigger favorite. I would, I would imagine maybe minus 400, minus, five, minus 500. So this is a bit of a steal, and I'm not sure why the money's coming in on Brent Primus. I mean, I guess 10-1, somewhat attractive. The dude's jacked. He does look the part, you know, passes the eyeball test. Um but Islam Mamadov, dude is 19-1-1. Look at his tapology. Hasn't lost a fight since 2009. Dude, okay, so ripping off a lot of wins in a row. Um, you know, he's, just got, he's got a lot of the prototypical Russian fighting game, can, can wrestle, can grapple, uh, tough as nails. And I just feel like this fight here, it's, it's a good matchup for both fighters. I think it's a good fight for Brent Primus too. And if Brent Primus wins, man, Good for him. More power to him. Wouldn't be a huge upset because he's only a plus 175 dog here. But I love Islam Mamadov to win this fight. I think he goes to 21-1. and one. Um, I think the minus 210 is great value. This is one of my favorite picks on the card. I will be parlaying this piece and also betting it straight up. So, yeah, I'm not going to waste any more time on that pick. That's where I'm at in that pick. I like Islam a lot. If you look at the fight, um, fighter history, look at some of the film, look at some of his recent fights, he is dominant in the ring. He knows how to wrestle, knows how to grapple. I think Brent Primus will find himself – in deep waters here at times at Islam. And I think Brent will do the best he can. He's a good fighter. He's 10-1 for a reason. But at 36 years old, he's ended with a 31-year-old, like, you know, Islam 
Mamadov grinding machine. You know, it's going to be tough for him. So, got Islam willing to fight. Like that bet a lot. Let's move on up to the next card. The next fight on the card. That's Usman Nurmagomedov versus Manny Muro. Minus 1,500. So, unfortunately, it's untouchable. Can't touch it. Choosing Usman to win the fight. I'm not going to waste any more time in this fight other than to say that, you know, Manny Muro is 34 years old. He's 12-6 and six overall. Not a terrible fighter by any means, but, man, he is... He's going to be in some uncharted territory here with with a Russian fighter. He's going to grind the hell out of him. Usman Nurmagomedov is twelve and zero, man. It, it, it rings the same bell of these other fighters, like twelve and zero, nineteen and one, twenty and two. These guys don't lose. They're coming over from you know overseas for a reason. They're not wasting time. So Usman gets an easy win here. Probably finishes this fight maybe in the first round. He's twenty three years old. He's going to put this thirty four year old Manny Muro in a, in a lot of pain, very uncomfortable. So going to be an easy win for Usman. And all I could wish for is we had a better matchup for him. This is just a can for him. Going to be an easy win. And you really can't bet it. So, Usman for the win, but not betting this fight at all. All right, co-main event. Mads Burnell versus Emmanuel Sanchez. So, Emmanuel Sanchez, this guy right here, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm choosing him to win. And it's one of my favorite picks on the card. He's also a dog here. Love it. At plus 115, lots of value. And I don't know what the hype is on Mads Burnell in this fight, I mean. I'm not saying in general. He is 5-0 in his last five fights. He's 15-3 overall, Mads Burnell. 27 years old, you know, so there's a lot of positives about Mads Burnell, but man, Emmanuel Sanchez has got like that Mexican warrior thing, you know, that, um, that just fighter ethos that you want to see in fighters who could go the distance, could get into battles, can, you know, can, you know, enjoy fighting. And so, yeah, I like Emmanuel Sanchez to win the fight. I think at plus 115, he's just got a ton of great value. Let me look here real quickly. I wanted to look at, uh, the recent, uh, tapology in Emmanuel Sanchez because I, had a thought in my head. So he's coming, yes, coming off of a loss to Patricio Pitbull where he lost in round one by guillotine choke. I think that's part of what people are seeing and that's the recency bias where it's like, oh, he's coming off a loss, you know, first round, you know, Pitbull. Listen, Patricio Pitbull is a different cat. The dude has a lot of tools in his toolbox, a lot of ways you can finish someone. He's one of the best in the business for a reason. So you got to look at that loss and say, hey, take it as a grain of salt. I think for Mads Burnell, though, looking at him and looking at some of his recent fights, there's also some fight, you know, recency bias. He's coming off of what? One, two, three, four, five, six straight wins. Hasn't lost a fight since, since 2018. And that was against Arnold Allen, right? Arnold Allen's pretty legit. Looks good. So, yeah, it looks good. Um, but in the in that six-fight winning streak, he's beating guys like Sal Rogers, Darko Bonovich, Steve Amiable, Dean Truman, Ahmed Vila. Uh, Lucas Rajawuski. So, yeah, you got it. Like, guys that you don't recognize and no one that's making any kind of move. So, the last time he fought a guy that's actually making a move was Arnold Allen. He lost that fight. Third round, got choked out. So, this will be a good fight for Matt Brunel. For both fighters, it's going to be a test to see where each guy is at. Um, I don't think the loser here is, like, packing up and quitting. Um, I don't think the winner is actually making uh, a big move either. But we know where they'll be at. The winners are making some, you know, moves, I guess, towards becoming a better contender. I, I should say that. But either way, should be a good fight. I think the money line is accurate in that it's closely matched. But I would have had Sanchez as the favorite. So I think that, again, coming off that loss to Pitbull, recency bias is affecting him. I think he goes to 21-5 and five in this fight. The 30-year-old keeps it moving. I like Sanchez. He could take a hit. He could take some punishment. He doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. He doesn't mind getting cut up and, and beat up. Um, if this fight goes deeper, I think Mads Brunels will, will start to gas out. I think the Mexican gas tank of Emmanuel Sanchez is going to prevail, and he gets the win here. And I like this, again, as one of my favorite picks in the card. So let's move on to the main event. Patricio Pitbull versus AJ McKee. Now, Pitbull has been on top for a while here in Bellator. He's pretty much running the show. 
You know, he continues to knock guys off. People come up and try to challenge him, and he just always steps up to the challenge. 32-4 and four overall. I mean, guys, the dude is a legend. How many fights in a row has he won? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fight winning streak. Hasn't lost a fight since 2016. And that was a leg injury when he fought Benson Henderson, so he didn't really lose that fight. So I guess his prior loss would be before that was Daniel Strauss, 2015. So, man, the dude's been on a, a nice hot streak. But I'm here to tell you, I think it's McKee's time, and I'm probably not the only one saying that out there. McKee looks good. Now, even if Pitbull loses the fight, it's whatever. It's not a big deal. He'll be right back in here for either a rematch or something. He'll make his way back up in this, in this division. But McKee is 17-0. He's got all the tools that you want to see. He could take a punch. I've seen him get stunned and recover in a fight. Um, he can go the distance. He's got you know good cardio. He can get submissions in the third round. Good punching power. Very athletic. I think the athleticism of McKee is what makes a difference in this fight. I think Pitbull still walks him down at times. I think Pitbull can hurt him at times. I think people could, you know, you know, corner off, or or maybe basically, you know, shorten the cage at times and basically corner him off and approach him. But McKee is a very good athlete, and I think it's his time. I think at 26 years old, you know, the 34 year old Pitbull is getting long in the tooth. Um, here he is with a young, young prospect. Now, I could be totally wrong. McKee loses the fight, not that big of a deal. He goes to 17 and one. He you know, regroups and comes back again later on. But I think this is his time. I like his swag. I like his confidence. Um, I think it's also good for Bellator. If Pitbull were to win the fight, so if you're talking just politically from politics perspective, there's other fighters out there who are getting tired of hearing his name on top of that division. Like somebody else has to replace him for now, dethrone him. So I think it's McKee's time to do it. All right, so that wraps up the card in terms of our win-losses. I want to just quickly do a recap here of all the fights for Bellator in terms of who we have winning and losing. Start with the main event. We've got McKee winning over Pitbull. We've got Sanchez winning. We've got Usman Nurmagomedov winning. Islam Mamadov winning over Brent Primus. We've got Chris Gonzalez winning. Down through prelims, we've got Porto winning over Joanna. We've got um, Gazi Rabadamanov. He's going to win the fight. So if you're going to bet that fight, the dog or pass, but pretty much untouchable. We've got him beating Kerry. We've also got Kassan Magomed Shadapov beating Jonathan Quiros. We've got Joshua Jones winning over jo Johnny Cisneros. And we've got Georgie. Karayan? Oh my god, these things are killing me. Georgie beating uh, Kiefer. We've got Brian Moore beating Jordan Winsky, and we've got Daniel Compton beating uh, Justin Barry. The notable dogs that we like a lot on this card are Brian Moore, Daniel Compton, Chris Gonzalez, and Emmanuel Sanchez. Like those dogs a lot, and matter of fact, some of, them are, some of those are our favorite picks of the night. The favorite picks of the night, the ones that are closest possible to being, dare I say, lock-worthy. That would be Emmanuel Sanchez, Islam Mamadov, Vanessa Porto, Joshua Jones, and Brian Moore. And those are all bettable because Brian Moore is plus 100. Jones is minus 180. Porto is minus 305. Islam is minus 210. And Emmanuel Sanchez is plus 115. I don't include guys like, you know, um, Magomed Shadapov in my lock of the night picks because he's minus 1250. That's just a ridiculous. Can't do much with it. So the parlay that I'll be playing with, the parlay I'll be playing with and maybe tinkering one or two pieces in and out will be Emmanuel Sanchez with Islam Mamadov with Vanessa Porto with Joshua Jones and Brian Moore. Okay, so I like that. That's a five-piece right there. So that's again Sanchez, Mamadov, Porto, Jones, and Brian Moore. So I'd like that five five group parlay. Play with that. Maybe take a piece or two out of it and see how that rolls for you. That's the full card. Um I apologize if we didn't do more of a full on breakdown like we usually do for like UFC or like we're doing for UFC this week. It's just tough. 
you got to go into a lot of film. It takes a while. So I wanted to do something just basic and brief, cover the fights a little bit, give you guys a, a basic overall view of what we're going to be doing this week with this with this card. And look, man, I love UFC and I love Bellator and the more the merrier. But damn it, wouldn't it be nice if this was a Friday night event or a Sunday event? Like it's got to be at the same time on Saturday. Like I'm going to have to have like multiple screens going back and forth. Like damn it, you know. So anyway, enjoy the card. If you're watching this event, enjoy it. If you're not watching this at all, and you're just tuning in just to hear my voice and just hear me talk shit. That's fine too. I will be personally probably watching more of the UFC fight UFC Fight Night Vegas 33 event more than this event. But I'll have, like I said, another TV screen or another monitor somewhere just popped up showing me some of the fights here from the event. So I definitely will tune in for the main event. I mean, Pitbull versus McKee should be exciting. So enjoy the fights, guys. Good luck with it. And hopefully this helps you get some cash winning tickets. Peace.